0: And whoa, all right, and welcome back to another edition of the On the Board Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will Trucci, aka Will C, coming to you from Long Island, New York. Yes, it is Monday, March 27th, 2023. It's been a quick winter, uh, to say the very least, right? Hasn't felt like winter here in New York unless you go to Canada, a where I was, uh, for a couple of weeks back in January and on a weekend in Winnipeg and in Montreal too, back in February. But regardless, we're here. It's about to be April. It's getting warmer out and the spring sports are coming up. The winter sports are ending. Stanley Cup playoffs are upon us. Who's going to be in it? We'll find out uh, from the perspective of the Islander fan. Uh, it looks like the Rangers are going to be in it. The Devils clinched their playoff spot yesterday. And, you know, it's going to be one fun time, uh, to say the very least, whether or not your team's going to make it or not, it's going to be a fun time watching these playoffs this year. No doubt. Uh, you look at basketball, the NBA playoffs are just about finishing up to the NBA season. Excuse me, is finishing up as well. Uh, look, got a lot going on. The Knicks, they've been on kind of a losing streak to that extent, right? The Nets trading away, uh, KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons now after the year, but yet they're still fighting for a playoff spot uh, in that East. Still a little bit crazy there, but really, March Madness is just about on the tail end here, and it's been crazy. It's been a crazy watch. I mean, I was at the Sweet 16 game on Thursday where uh, Marquise Noel went off, and the Garden was going absolutely nuts. A uh, kid went off for 20 points and 19 assists. And I don't think I've seen a game like that. And the passes that he was making, and I said it, he looked like Magic Johnson out there for a 5'8 kid throwing these passes. I haven't seen somebody like that do that in a while. And I've heard some people, you know, talking about, oh, you know, he looks like, Iver-. no, Iverson was a score first point guard. Okay, he was a score first point guard. This kid, with the way how some of these kids were moving to the basket for Kansas State, unbelievable. Hopefully he makes it to the NBA. I think he would be a nice little bench piece. Maybe use a second round draft pick on him. We'll see. But Kansas State, though, wound up getting eliminated over the weekend by FAU, and FAU is going to the final four. I think it's the first time no one seeds are in the Final Four. Pretty crazy. And in a way, that's good for the game because you want to grow the sport. You know, it's nice to see the Dukes, the Kentuckys, you know, all those programs make it. But it's also very nice to see a smaller school with these notable college basketball programs go in and just do their thing. So realistically speaking, it's great getting to see UConn make it again. Uh, you know, getting to see FAU make it. And then you look at the University of Miami making it all in all, just a great time, uh, to be a college basketball fan. And then finally, you know, you'll get the, uh, we'll also get into the jets too with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what more can you say? Right. Uh, hopefully a deal gets done soon and baseball talk about the Yankees here. I know what I said a couple of weeks ago about Anthony Volpe, not making it onto the team. Well, I was proven wrong. <laughs> and the only reason why I said that was because of what happened back in 2015. And, you know, with Chris Bryant going from the Cubs down the minor leagues and Brian Cashman making the right move, uh, no doubt about that. The right move, right there. He's killing it in spring training, no doubt about it. And like I said, it's nice to see some some youth come in, and maybe this could be a you know a transition for the shortstops here. Maybe we don't see IKF play often. This is just like a, a a burning you know a burning of the hot seat here, in that sense. So good to see uh, Anthony Volpe as a member of the New York Yankees and absolutely making it. Onto the the Yankee roster for sure. Um, we'll see what happens there, and then also I'll give my my picks on the uh, on the uh, MLB season coming up. It doesn't feel like Opening Day, honestly, coming up. I was supposed to go down to Miami. I'm going back to work tonight. Working the car show as an extra. Uh, see what happens as time moves on where I'll be at but I've been out of work for anybody out there that cares and wondering why isn't Will going to work I've been laid off since October and with the way how Local 3 is we have our own hiring hall and you know the hall calls us with work we go out whether or not we stay for six months or you know a year and a half whatever we do our best and if there's no work You know, depending on where we are, some people, some shops, they let you know, hey, we're letting you go. We're sorry, but we have no work for you. All right. No big deal. You know, have a little nest egg saved up and uh, see what happens, man. You know, that's just the way how it is in Local 3. You know, nothing's really uh, consistent, if you will. So enough about that. Let's go into... Let's start off here with the NHL. Let's start off here with the Islanders, the team that I root for. So I look at everything that's going on with the Islanders right now. They've lost out to Columbus in overtime on Friday. And, you know, I I see it on social media. And sometimes I think, like, I want to quote Keith McPherson here. I love him. (laughs) You know, social media isn't real. Well, seeing some of the tweets from some people, you know, I going back and forth with some, oh, you know, Columbus is a bad team. You know, they they've mailed it in. They're done. No, they haven't mailed it in, and they have some energetic young talent coming up. Marchenko being one of them, and they got the kid that did the uh, that did the Michigan being the other on Sorokin, and you know they wound up going out there and and they did it. And they wound up winning in overtime by a final of five to four on Friday. And then on Saturday, you know, Buffalo coming in kind of sort of somewhat young hungry team. It looks like they're out of it, but at that same token, you know, you got players on that team that want to play for a contract next year. Same thing with Columbus. They want to play for a contract next year. And those are the teams that you look at and you say to yourself, those are the dangerous teams. And Yeah, you look at what happened on the California trip. Those teams are bad out in California, right? The Sharks, they're bad. The Ducks, they're bad. But when you look at a team like Columbus and they have, like, equally one of the worst records, they still have talent on that roster. Same thing can be said with Buffalo. And Buffalo is still kind of hanging in for that wild card spot. And it looks like the season's over for them. But at that same token, you look at what the Islanders are saying – what Kyle Palmieri said, I think it was after Saturday's loss against Buffalo, they, they're they not prepared. What? How can you not be prepared against teams that are, you know, are kind of sort of somewhat out of it, and you're playing up against that? You know, it, it goes to show you, like, are the Islanders, like, for real right now at this point because of the fact that they've been playing, you know, under under expectations here? a little bit, not not over, but not under either from that regard. And the way how I look at it, the way how I see it, the way how I view it is the fact that, you know, these teams are going to go out there. They're going to give it the best that they that they want, the best that they're going to go out there and show. And these players are fighting for a contract next year, fighting for a spot to be on their whoever's team next year, whether it's Columbus next year, who they lost, Buffalo next year, who they lost to, and it's just all about showing ownership and showing the general managers out there, like, hey, we can compete against these teams. You know, we want a spot on that roster, and with the way how that goes, it's like, you know, you, the, the, for the fans out there, oh, it's it should be an easy two points. We should have I'm telling you, don't do it to yourself. You got to think like some players at that point in time you know you have to be in that situation because they're fighting for their next contract they're fighting for that dollar at that point there's two ways to look at it there are teams that are playing for the cup and then you got teams that are playing for for a job next year players that are playing for a job next year at that point so You know, it's it's a little crazy. It's a little ridiculous per se. But, you know, for the like I said before, for the fans saying that, oh, you know, they're playing down to the competition. Yeah, they are. But like I said, you can't look at it from the Islander perspective here. You got to look at it from also the team that's not playing well and you can't discredit them in any way, shape or form. If you do that. You're going to be in for a world of hurt at that point. You know, no other way to look at it. Sorokin's been playing out of his mind. For a long off on Saturday, played out of his mind in that in that sense. You know, you got a guy like Bo Horvat coming over here. Yeah, he hasn't scored a goal in X amount of games, but he's leading that team right now and putting up shots. You know, he's missing the net, but he's he's putting up those shots. On that first line this is without matt barzell again i'll say it again this team needs matt barzell but for those people out there they're saying oh bo Horvat sucks the contract this this and that i think they're not paying attention to the full detail of of what he, he brings to the team whether it's him going into the dirty areas him being a leader out there I remember on one of the plays, I think it was the, uh I forgot who they are playing up against the past. Uh, I forgot who they were, but Alexander Romanov took a bad penalty. I think it was the, uh, the Maple Leafs. I think uh, Mitch Marner was going into the crease, and he wound up getting tripped. Meanwhile, it looked like a Bobby Orr type of thing where he flew into the air and Bo Horvat comes down and he defends his, his guy Romanov, and says, Hey, you missed out on the Achari hit with Brock because Brock got elbowed in the face. Could have been a two minute boarding penalty, but no boarding penalty happened. Maple Leafs get away with it. And right away, you know, he gets on the referees that he's a leader like that. That's value. And then you look at, too, like the other things. He's playing defense. He's on the penalty kill. And he's being an effective guy like that. But yet we look at goals, points, and assists with the money that he's about to make next year. Guys, come on. We could be better than this as fans. Yeah, it sucks. And he hasn't scored. But there are other things that he's doing right now for this team. And... Let's say if he wasn't on this team right now and Matt Barzell with the injury that that he's in, you know, the shape that he's in, the Islanders wouldn't be fighting for a playoff spot. I'll be honest with you on that one. They wouldn't be. So we can't have we can't have on the one hand, we're shitting on a guy, but yet when you take him off the team, let's say if you take him off the team and Barzell's not there. Where would the Islanders be right now? They wouldn't be fighting for a playoff spot. I can tell you that right now. They would not be fighting for a playoff spot. So there's that. And for the people out there that, oh, they still, guys, it's over and done with already with with the, you know, the map, bar, the, uh, the Anthony Beauvillier situation. You know, you gave up on Anthony, we gave up on Anthony Beauvillier. I love them. But at the same point in time, he needed a fresh start. Atu he wasn't getting the chance here at that point in time. You're not going to wait with this roster right now. You had to make the move. And the first-round draft pick, it's a protected pick. It'll go if the Islanders make it to the playoffs. It's going to be a late-round draft pick, probably. Maybe a mid-to-late draft, draft pick. And you still hold on to the to the 2024 first-round draft pick. But regardless, for the Bo Horvat situation, we shouldn't be ripping this guy. This guy, without him, the Islanders wouldn't be where they are right now. So I think we tend to forget that. But also at that same point in time, you know, you got other guys stepping up. It's nice to see a guy like Pierre Engvall step up, scoring goals in California and being a lanky type of guy on that second line with Brock and Palmieri nice to see that. And it's also nice to see Zach Parise score 20 goals. And he's been probably the best forward, one of the best forwards that the Islanders have. So having said all that right now, I am absolutely thrilled where the Islanders are. Yeah, you're not going to win them all against, against teams like this, but at that same point in time, it's a wake up call. So to me, Going forward on Monday with the Devils clinching a playoff spot and with the way how the Islanders are, I think they'll be prepared on Monday night. I won't be at the game tonight because I'll be working. <laughs> but they'll be prepared. They will be prepared tonight, no doubt, in my opinion. And I think they'll strike first against the Devils team that clinched. They don't have to, anything to worry about except for where the Rangers are playing up against at that point for home ice advantage. So, you know, about 9 games left in the year, just about and I I'm not I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not. I still think like I said, how many teams can go up to nothing or play 0-0 type of hockey right now? You look at the Penguins, they give up crazy amounts of goals. Yeah, they're a great offensive team, but they give up a crazy amount of goals. And then you look at Florida. Florida, as top-heavy as they are, the bottom ain't so good. And they're a physical bunch, but they give up a lot of goals. Where you look at the Islanders, they play a defensive first style, and it looked like during that winning streak they figured it out, how to, you know, get back, get back into the groove of things. So I'm not panicking yet. I'm not. And you know what? Yeah, they might be a first round, second round exit, whatever. But you know what? Whoever's playing up against them, they're going to be going up against the next round. I know that. You know, whether it's Carolina or Boston at that point, you're going to be tired after playing this team in the playoffs. No doubt. I'm not worried about this team. I'm not. So there's that. Um Chirucci with you here on the On the Board Sports Podcast. We'll move on from the Islanders to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, look, he's not a Jet yet. Obviously, I'm wearing my Jet green on this Monday, waiting for a deal to happen. I'm going at nauseam right now with a lot of you that are listening and saying, well, what happened to you being this confident? Well, you know where is he I still feel confident that a deal is going to get done but at that same token Elijah Moore gets dealt to Cleveland for his second round draft pick him in a third go to Cleveland second round draft pick comes here there's two ways of looking at this deal number 1 you look at it and you say to yourself well this could be a sweetener for Aaron Rodgers you know maybe you, tra- you trade one of those two second round draft picks away along with next year's first From what I heard from, you know, a certain podcaster, not going to mention his name. I kind of agree with that. Get the deal done. See what happens. I agree with that. Or in this regard, the Jets need some linebacking help. They do. You know, CJ Mosley's older. I understand he came off a Pro Bowl year. But at that same token, I look at what. Mosley is, and he's another year older. He's a step slower at this point. He's a cerebral guy. But at that same point in time, what am I looking at right now? You know, I'm looking at this team that had a top five defense, statistically speaking. But at that same point in time, this team gave up a lot of break type of plays. And with Mosley being in there, and I I will go at nauseam about the offensive line. The offensive line needs to get fixed up a little bit more. I mean, we're we're really relying on Mackay Becton to have a bounce back year. He looks like he's in phenomenal shape. We're waiting on what's going on with Elijah vera Tucker. And, you know, they sign the uh the offensive lineman from Washington as well, along with getting guys like Lincoln Tomlinson back. You know, but They need a center. They're probably going to need some more depth on the offensive line. They went out. They got Chuck Clark, the safety from Baltimore, for a seventh-round draft pick. You know, we'll see what happens. But you keep that first-round draft pick. You draft the center maybe early at that point because you need one. And you need to protect whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or whether it's looking like, at this point in time, Zach Wilson. You know, so we're whoever the quarterback is next year for this Jets team. So I'm not necessarily concerned that a deal is not going to get done. I think a deal will get done, but it's just what kind of draft compensation the Jets are going to give up for Rodgers at this point in time. And look, I could say this too with, with this. Jeff fans are worried. Some Jeff fans are worried. I'm not going to be one of those fans that's going to be worried until something breaks because Aaron, he said it, he can't back down from it. It's up to green Bay and it's up to Joe Douglas to make a move to dance at this point and to get some sort of compensation back. There's nobody has leverage. Like I said, nobody has leverage. Okay. When anybody says to you, the people at ESPN, the people that have had their own podcasts like myself, Aaron Rodgers said what he said. It's up to both sides to get a deal done. And that's it. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet next year. No doubt. So we're just waiting on that. Chirucci with you here on the On the Board Sports Podcast on a Monday or the 27th of March, 2023, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in and listening in. And let's, uh, third topic here out of four, let's talk about the the call-up of Anthony Volpe. Because I really thought that Anthony Volpe was going to be down in the minors to start the year. And that wasn't a an indication on the way how he played. I thought maybe the service time, uh, stipulation would have definitely come into play here. I mean, we got to see, I'll say it again, the nauseam of, uh, at nauseum, Chris Bryant in 2015 with the Cubs, how he got called up in May after killing it in spring training that year. Same thing with uh, Evan Longoria in 2008 with Rays, how he got called up. So, That Those are the only two situations that I can think of. Now, with Volpe here, I've said it on this podcast, is a breath of fresh air for this team. Young, works hard, leader, goes out there, and he's competing for a spot at that point in time. He competed for a spot, and he's made his name known at that point in time, right? The situation I can compare it to is Jeter back in 96. He's made it. He's made an impression. He's got to show now that he belongs on this roster. And he's got to win games. Because the Yankees last year, and there were injuries last year, no doubt. Michael King getting hurt sucked. You know, you look at IKF's play, not good. And you look at Aaron Hicks' play in the outfield, not good either. But at that same token, you got to pray to God that this kid stays up for 162 games and mentally he's there. Phys- he's got the tools. The kid's got the tools. You can see it. Spring training, he was hitting home runs. Left, He had three home runs. He's got the, the, play, the gift to play the shortstop position. But for me, I thought service time manipulation was going to be a big key here. Obviously, Cashman don't care about that. And with the way how it is right now, the Yankees, they are where they are right now. They need him to play on this team. It's a big breath of fresh air seeing a young kid like this play. Let the kids play. I'm all for this. I'm all for this. And I. the only reason why I thought, and I can look you in the eye, the only reason why I thought Volpe wouldn't be on this roster was service time manipulation, and we wouldn't see him in May. He's proven a lot of people wrong, including myself, on that regard. But you know what? I'm happy for him. Let's go play, man. That's it. Get 28. No other way around it. Got to go out there and get number 28 for this for this fan base because there's a lot of pressure on, on others. And during the postseason last year, one of the key one of the keys to the Yankees was the fact that they used to, you know, they hit a lot of home runs during the the year. And like every other year, they just couldn't get on. They got on base, but they couldn't drive people home. And that's what we saw. Volpe could be that breath of fresh air. He could be like that Oscar Gonzalez type, that can light up the fan base, if you will. What he, what Gonzalez was for the Guardians, the SpongeBob music playing, you know, getting that that young energy into the Guardians crowd. Maybe that's what you could see coming from Volpe coming up. So, very happy about that. Obviously, again, I was wrong about the service time manipulation, but he deserves it, no doubt. So that, that goes to show you where the Yankees are uh, right now at this point. And then I think I should do an MLB preview. And I know I put out a a tweet on the On The Board Sports uh, Twitter page about an NHL uh, rank review, because I've been to all 32 of them. But I think I'm going to save that for another episode. I think I am. Uh, I'll also talk about, you know what, I'll, I'll end this on on this uh, Major League Baseball preview. The Mets, I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back this year. I want to see them succeed. I think Uncle Stevie's got something brewing in Queens with the amount of money he's doled out and dished out. But at that same point in time, I think some players are going to be comfortable because the fact that they've, you know, they've gotten their money. So I think this team takes a step back. I said what I said. You know, you see a lot of guys get paid. You want to see them succeed. You want to see them take the next step. But I think they take a step back. I do. I really do. Because, like I said, a lot of these guys are paid now. Because they're paid, maybe they take the, the, the foot off the gas a little bit here, if you will. You know, And with the injury to Edwin Diaz, that's a big loss right there. So I don't think that the Mets, they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot, but I don't think that we're going to see the intensity, if you will. And I understand that Justin Verlander is back. You know, he got signed here. You know, that's a pretty big move. Max Scherzer's another year older, though. You're going to rely on two guys that are in their upper 30s with the with the bullpen being kind of sort of somewhat shaky at that point. I don't know about this team. I really don't. They're like 50-50 right now at that point. Teams like the Dodgers, they're going to be the favorites out in the West. The Padres have in the young lineup that they have. They're trying to build off of their uh, NLCS run. They might be a uh, a little bit of a factor in that whole NL making it. Obviously, you look at the Central, the Cubs with their under-the-radar signings. Eric Hosmer going over to the Cubs, kind of a big deal in that sense. Uh, you, know, you look at Cody Bellinger going over there as well, and they sign other guys under-the-radar type of stuff, and the Cubs are going to be an under-the-radar type of team uh, during the year to look out for. The Cardinals are going to be the favorites in that division. Again, I feel, uh, you know, with Goldschmidt and with Nolan Arenado leading the way, you know, you got Hicks out of the bullpen throwing 105 miles an hour. He's looking like a stud. Uh, Now the AL, you know, I look at the Yankees. Are they going to be the favorites? Of course they are, but... At that same token, again, the AL East is still loaded. I don't care what happened with Boston and how they played down the stretch and what happened during the offseason. There's still gonna be a there's still gonna be a threat. Boston's still gonna be a threat, I feel, regardless or not, of their situation. I look at what has gone on with Baltimore. They're another year older, and they're a young team with Gunnar Henderson. They got Adley Rochman, Ro- Rochman, however you pronounce his last name, one of the best catchers, young catchers coming up in the league. And he's been, he could be like Matt Wieters back in 2012, 2013 for the Baltimore Orioles in that sense and in that regard. And their bullpen is one of the best in the league. So they're looking to build on that. Tampa Bay you know, underrated team every single year. Their pitching staff and the way how Kevin Cash manages games is definitely a, you know, a thing to behold watching that. And then you look at the Blue Jays, another year older. They're pissed off about what happened in that wild card series against Toronto, how they were up big, and they wound up blowing it at home against... Seattle last year. Speaking of Seattle, they made a couple big moves. They're looking to build up on their team. You know, Julio Rodriguez trying to build up on that rookie of the year campaign he had last year. An outstanding young talent. You know, you got Cal Raleigh playing playing there too. Looks like they have something going on with with them. And they got Luis Castillo as their number one. Their pitching rotation, I feel like, will come on. They're, they play in a Pitchers Haven ballpark. That's a huge plus right there. Definitely, definitely a big, big, big advantage at T-Mobile Park. And then you can't sleep on the Astros. The Astros are going to be the favorites to win it all again this year. No doubt. Yeah, Altuve getting hurt sucks for them. You know, breaking his thumb, but they're still loaded. You know, if you get Jose Abreu there too, like, come on. They just... They literally won the World Series last year, and they get that that kind of player. It's unbelievable uh, what what's going on in Houston. The Angels, to me, I think every year they're going to be a hyped up team because of Shohei, Otani, and Mike Trout. But they got to prove it. They got to get guys there that are going to be playing consistently, you know. And I look at you know other teams in that AL West. You, you know, Oakland—they're going to be bad. Who knows what's going to happen with their attendance uh, record and where they're going to be playing at within the next five years? If they're going to be in Vegas or if they're still going to be in Oakland or not—I got to make it over there. I want to see what what that Oakland Stadium looks like. I want to see that Coliseum. Um, you know, when you look at the Central and the over there. The Twins are obviously probably one of the favorites in that division. Byron Buxton being the face of that team playing center field, no doubt one of the better uh, players in the game. And he's should be a catalyst on that team. Uh, Cleveland definitely with the way how they played up against the, uh, the Yankees, definitely trying to build up their team. I mean, Oscar Gonzalez is a talent within himself. Stephen Kwan, I know what I said about the twins being the favorites, but I think Cleveland is definitely right up there too with them. Their pitching rotation is stacked. And I just, I look at, I look at them as almost like a, a Baltimore type of team, if you will, they're going to be definitely a fun team to watch looking at it from the perspective of, you know, their young talent. So, there's that there. Kansas City, you can't really sleep on Kansas City here either. Bobby Witt trying to build on his Rookie of the Year campaign uh, last year. Definitely a fun time. Uh, watching him grow as a player. And then we look at, you know, we look at other teams too in that in that regard. Uh, you know, whether it's, like I said before, the Angels, Mariners, the Astros. It's gonna be it's gonna be a real, real fun time in the major leagues this year for sure. But it doesn't feel like opening day, as weird as that feels. Probably because the hype of the base, the World Baseball Classic that happened. It doesn't feel like opening day yet. It really doesn't. So, opening day comes up on Thursday. So. We'll see what happens there. Division winners. I'm going to go AL. I'm going to say Yankees in the AL. I think Toronto is going to be a wild card. Baltimore is going to be a wild card this year, no doubt. Um, The Central, I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think Cleveland building on that AL Central Championship and with the way how they played last year against the Yankees in the, in the uh, ALDS. I think they're hungry. I think they're going to be a team like the, like the Cubs of 2015 going into 2016. And like the, you know, like the Royals were in 2014 going into 2015. I think those teams are going to, I think Cleveland is definitely going to take a step up in that regard. Uh, You know, out of the West, I think the Astros are going to be the favorites. I think they're going to be probably the best team in the in baseball, no doubt. Uh, in the NL, I look at I look at a team like the Braves. The Braves are going to be in it again. I don't think they're going to they're going to have their cold start. I think they're going to have a cold start and they're going to catch fire like they did last year and catching up with the Mets. The Mets are going to be fighting for a wild card spot again, I feel. The Padres out of the West, I feel like they're going to be in that mix for the NL West. I think they're going to win it. The Dodgers are going to be in a wild card spot. Um, and in the Central, that's gonna be a tough one. I think the Cardinals are gonna be there as well. And I look at the the Cubs being like under the radar with the Brewers being there. The Reds are gonna and the Pirates are gonna be like the bottom dwellers of that uh division. And I just – I see – I look at I look at the other teams right now. Like the Marlins are going to be a fun team to watch uh, to see what happens there. I think they're going to be an under-the-radar team as well. I really would be looking forward to that. And then you look out in the West, like the Rockies, are they going to be growing that pitching rotation? You know, Chris Bryant being out there too is a – such like an eye, – again, eye-opening from the fact that he went to the Rockies last year – And, you know, the Giants, too, are they going to be fighting for a playoff spot? But those are the teams that I think they're going to make it to the playoffs uh, in that regard. And, uh, you know, who's going to win it all? My gut feeling is going to be, I I think, that you're probably going to see the Guardians again. Make it out of the make it to the ALDS. I think they're going to try and build up on that on that team because they're such a good contact hitting team. They're just missing out on one big bat. Uh, I think they're going to develop that, whether it's through trade during the year or whether it's with from within. I think the Guardians are going to figure it out. And I think I'm going to say Guardians going up against the... From the NL, I'm going to say Guardians-Padres 2023 World Series this year. I think the Guardians are going to win it all. I really like the Guardians' chances here this year. I'm going to say that. Maybe the Yankees go out there and they they catch lightning in a bottle with Anthony Volpe. And Volpe pulls what, what Derek Jeter did in 96 and brings this team together. So I know what I what I think here, and I think that the Yankees are gonna be a hungry bunch too, if they're getting swept by the swept by the uh by the Astros in the ALCS last year and four. But I really like Cleveland and San Diego making it to the World Series this year. Who's gonna win? I don't know. But I'm going to say Cleveland and San Diego in the 2023 World Series. All right, Chirucci with you here on the On the Board Sports Podcast. And it's been great talking with you. It's Monday. Hope you enjoy this episode wherever you are. Look out for an NHL Arena review episode coming up. I know there were people out there that voted for it, and would like to hear it. So I'll give that to you, and we'll go from there. Guys, enjoy the rest of your week. I'll talk to you soon. If there's anything regarding Aaron Rodgers or anything like that, or even another Islander, excuse me, another Islander uh, situation happening, it's gonna come. But I'll talk to you guys soon. Stay safe out there. Peace out. Let's go.